Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. This poem is from the Teragatha. The Teragatha, let me read it. The Teragatha preserves 264 poems of elder monks and is the eighth section in the Kudaka Nikaya. The Kudaka Nikaya is a collection of short um, texts in mostly verse. The Kudaka Nikaya is the last Nikaya or collection of the Sutta Pitaka, the second book of the Pali Canon. Um, and so the Teragatha, again, has eight different books and a lot of what's included in, uh, I'm sorry, the Kadaka Nikaya has eight different books, and a lot of what is included in there are so interesting because some of them are just very small snippets of the Dhamma, but they're also profound in nature. So it's a worthwhile read that most people um, never ever even think of reading because of the way it's presented in most of the texts, that it's just secondary and, and not really useful information. Um, this one poem shows how uh, significant this, these. Uh, these poems are. In this poem, the awakened monk Damika shows the importance of a well-practiced and authentic Dhamma practice and the protection from worldly entanglements provided. Um, and so I think you'll all see the relevance of this particular uh, poem to, to what's, what's occurring in the world today. Um, and so what the Dhamma is and what this poem talks to is that the only real protection from getting caught up in worldly entanglements and the greed, aversion, and ongoing deluded thinking that always manifests as extreme views in the world is through the Dhamma. Uh, and this, this short little poem says, speaks to that um, beautifully and, and, uh, and succinctly. Um, and it puts such a good focus on where we are today because the uh, even within a Dhamma, we can get... As Dharma practitioners, we can get caught up in the prison of two ideas. And, and so it's either this or that. When the Dhamma gives us a much broader view, when we, real, we realize that nothing in the world is either this or that, it's, it's a, uh, a culmination of becoming, which is what the first line in this um, poem speaks to, and I'll touch on that later. But we've, we're going through that right now in a very practical way with considering um, our next retreat. Uh, and... The, the focus within our Sangha and then as that Sangha is expressed through me and Matt is to recognize when we are getting caught up or when we're introducing our Sangha into the entanglements of the world. And so as, um, what's the right word for, as shepherds of, uh, of our Sangha, that's a pretty good word, shepherds of our Sangha, um, and not wanting to get entangled in, in what's going on in the world, we feel that it's best if we just have an online retreat, a hybrid retreat, both online and here in our center in Frenchtown. And in that way, we are really practicing the pure Dhamma uh, and using our Sangha as the pure protection that it is. And even our, our physical place that, that uh, Matt established here through his acupuncture practice. So we're very, very fortunate to have all the things we have uh, going for us today including in this crazy world, including the, the events of the last couple of weeks, people could get all upset over 
you know, what's going on in Afghanistan. And I would just say one thing about that. It's horrible what's going on in there and across the world. But if you want one picture, and I know you can't, I hope you can see me. There was a picture of one of the, the um, our Marines that got killed the day before she died. I'm going to cry. No, I'm going to cry. And it was just a picture of her thousands of miles away from home, away from her family, away everything, everything that's comfortable for her. And she's giving comfort to this little Afghan, Afghani baby. That's what humanity is about. It's both that horrible thing that we do to each other. We think that we have a right to kill each other, but we also have a right to love each other. And this human being flew into conflict for the sole opportunity of loving another one. And I think that's remarkable. And those are the things that we should be focused on, even within the entanglements, that this human spirit for real compassion for each other shines through no matter what's going on in the world. That's what we should be practicing. That's what we should be focused on. And when we're resting in the pure protection of the Dhamma, we're able to see that so much better. So, uh, the, this section, this poem is called Damika, the Pure Protection. It's from the Theragatha uh, 4.10. The Buddhist Dhamma protects those who integrate the Dhamma. Again, it's just a simple teaching. It says, if you want the protection of the Dhamma, you'll integrate it. And if you do, you'll have the protection of it. The Buddhist Dhamma, well practiced, brings peace and freedom. These rewards are obvious. From a well-practiced Dhamma, what is to be is what is here. That's the, that's the essence of the Buddhist Dhamma. And it's only recognized, obviously, by a mind that is well-concentrated and practicing wise restraint and seeing that whatever it is that's occurring, whether it's a disappointing aspect of our fall retreat or wars across the globe, or poor decisions by our leaders, or great decisions by our leaders. What is to be is what is here. It's such a powerful line. It's also what it's saying is whatever is here cannot be any different. It cannot be any different than what is here. How do we know that? How can what's occurring not be any different than what it is, than what's occurring? Because it's occurring. In other words, what is occurring has already occurred. It's already being. The only thing we can practice in this present moment is concentration and understanding that what is to be is what is here. And notice, there's no teaching on evaluating what is here. There's no teaching on quickly putting it into the context of self-referential views. It's completely impersonal. What is to be is what is here. The Dhamma brings peace. Ignorance brings suffering. So we know that if we're suffering in any way, if we're disappointed in any way, it's because we're rooted, that thought is rooted in ignorance of Four Noble Truths. And immediately we know what to do about the disturbance in my mind in this moment. What is to be is what is here. Take a breath and remind yourself. This is not me. This is not mine. This is not what I am. So generate skillful desire for developing the Dhamma. Rejoice in the great teacher, always standing firm. Foremost in understanding, whose disciples are awakened. Awakened to the foremost refuge. The root of the boil is burst. 
The net of craving destroyed, the rightly self-awakened one, wanders no more. He is clear and bright as a cloudless full moon, full moon night. That's the end of this poem. And that's the end of uh, that particular teaching. And I'm still online. So, uh, I, I, This whole... Um, all of these poems, the 264 poems, poems of the monks, uh, and I can't remember the number now. Ron, do you remember? I think it's 27 or something like that of uh, preserved nuns, uh, reverse poems of the nuns are just all as eloquent and succinct as that. Um, and we'll, we'll go back through them. I think the first time I went through them, um, I went through them as part of our Wednesday class that I was doing at noon a few years ago. So we're going to revisit those again. Um, but this is just kind of a, a taste. And I think it's, it's really appropriate where we are and where we've come in our sangha this far and also what's going on in the world today. So I'd like to hear what Brian has to say. Hello, Brian. Hello. Uh, thank you for this. I don't know if I can expound on uh, the poetic here. This is, this is fantastic. So thank you. Yeah, that's enough. It is fantastic, isn't it? Thank you, Brian. Thanks for joining. Uh, Jane, how are you? I'm fine, John. Um, I can relate. Of the past couple days, I've, I teach school, teach little ones, and the focus, the whole focus is to get these little children to keep their masks on. Oh. You know, five, six, seven-year-olds, memo after memo comes, you know, make sure they have their mask on. So, you know, I, I thought, well, what can I do? So I told the person in charge, you know, these little five-year-olds, 15 in a room, they're not keeping their masks on. Perhaps maybe you want to get an air purifier. Ah, sensible. Well, now the thought, the the answer was, well, there's not enough outlets. (laughs) And I didn't mention the power strip, but, (laughs) but I thought, you know, there are things I can do. I can mention things. And yet I know, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go back and remind them to keep their masks on. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I have a piece about it. I mean, yeah. you know, you can do what you can do and then just let it go. That's right. And yeah, and especially, I mean, look at what we're trying to do. How, why would we lose our minds that five-year-olds won't wear a mask all day? You know, that'd be foolish, except as adults, we're charged to do that. And it's easy to, again, getting caught up in the entanglements of the world or maintaining that pure protection that you've developed, Jane, and that was just a great example of it, so thank you. Uh, Meg, how are you? Hi, John. I'm doing well. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to take noble silence today. I'm glad you joined. Thank you. Hello, Matt. John, good to be here. Good to see everybody. Life as life occurs. That's that's what we experience every day, all the time, until we die. Life as life occurs. Yeah. And you know, I I've never I don't think I remember this particular uh, home, but uh, what will be is what's occurred. What is occurring? Yeah. There's no sense in. resisting what's occurring and when I resist what's occurring 
find tension in my body. I find tension in my mind. I find tension in my speech. I find tension in my thoughts. I find tension in my actions. And that uh, you know, that's that's a hindrance to practicing. Mm -hmm. So if I need things to be different than what's occurring, I'm going to be stressed. Yep. So it, it's it's a great way. This this little poem is a great. Uh, reference to, to how you teach us, John, and, and what we've learned practicing the Dhamma, the Buddhist Dhamma. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and online, you can hear Matt okay? Uh, yeah. What is to be is what is here. David. Hello. I still read the, uh, the poems by the, the nuns. And they have more of an attitude than the, than the monks. I mean, you can hear it. You can read it. There's a lot of, like, get away from me, Mara. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're testimonials. Yeah. And, but there's a clarity to these short little poems. And, you know, it's a repetitive, like, there's not a variation on how this works. Yeah. So I enjoy just sometimes jumping into, you know, reading those poems and uh, again it's a, it's a nice break from the longer more you know drawn out suttas yeah. and it's uh, again just very the clarity comes through but the, uh, the impassionate skillful engagement that these and particularly the nuns you know their their approach yeah you know from what they were and not to be uh, attached to this body that when it was young it was beautiful and you know they realized that they needed to you know come to terms with that so again yeah and with their with their position in life at that time yeah. in northern india i mean it's, it's so contemporaneous and uh it's I, yeah while you're talking i'm thinking about one line of uh she talks about her husband that distinct fish pot husband <laughs> and then it's, this is you know a translated but that, here it is in the in these most incredible suit is my stinkfish pot husband. Thank you. Thank you, David. Uh, as you're, again, as you're talking, I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you 100%, but I'm thinking maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll go, do, go through the, the Terragatha and the Terragatha, Tita, the nuns, uh, now. And maybe now's a good time. I'm thinking about where we're going to go next, and maybe that's it. So, yeah. mm -hmm. let, me, let me, I mean, if you think that you like that, then we can do it, you know? So, yeah. wrong. Um... Yeah, I find it always difficult to um, comment on these poems, but they're just uh, wonderful pieces to just read a few times, you know, uh, if necessary, stick it up on the fridge. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, just these little gems, the little, little reminders of, of <coughs> what the Dharma is and what it isn't, and, and how, how to be in the world. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, there are little presents from, from the past. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, you know, David said something else, too. And we have been through some rather intense structured studies, one after another. Mm. And we have developed I mean, a, really a profound level of 
Dharma within the Sangha. And maybe, and I was thinking about this anyway, maybe, uh, I, what I was thinking was is maybe do the Dhammapada, which is 13 weeks, uh, which would take us right to the end of the year. Maybe do that now, because Tim mentioned it. But maybe we'll do this first. And, uh, you know, it is, it is kind of a break, but there is so much in there, too. Uh, so maybe we'll maybe we'll do that next and you know, see what happens. Uh, Saturday's Saturday's class is already out, so we'll do that. But I'll send it out in an email, and whatever feedback you have, give it to me, Mom. Please. I remember one poem that really hit me hard of a um, uh, nun who uh, came to the Buddha after wandering around the uh, the charnel grounds looking yeah. for her daughter to it, uh, it, it's such an I mean you, that that brings me to tears because mm-hmm. you, you can just feel the incredible compassion of the Buddha in that you know you, I don't it, it, that would be a, that's a remarkable response today you know that yeah. Did. oh yeah okay so we're I think we're going to do it we're getting close so let's <laughs> get somewhere thank you Ron Julia good to see you good to see you good to see everyone um, as much as I, I can. I, I enjoy these, these type of poems, you know, they're, they're beautiful. Okay, it's a done deal It's very profound. Um, the first part where it says, um, the Buddha's Dharma protects those who integrate his Dharma. At first I was thinking, okay, it protects, yeah, well, he, it protects from, it protects us from ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, the first arrow is life as life occurs, but the second one is our own doing, yeah. you know, so it protects us from, from that. And then um, the other part that I thought was um, good, I like, is what it what is to be, is what is here, um, and it reminds me of this from another sutta. I don't remember the name of it, but it, whatever one pursues with their thinking becomes the inclination of awareness. And so I can't remember the one the sutta. I don't remember the name of it, the title of it, but that was part of the the sutta, and I was I remembered it, um, um, those words, and I said that sounds like that's kind of what that is kind of saying. Whatever we're pursuing with our thinking is what yeah. becomes our awareness, you know? Um, and the other thing I really like, kind of almost humorous, is the root of the boil is burst, and that craving yeah. is destroyed. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, put, it puts an image in your head, and it's, it's true. It's just like, it's done, you know? Yeah. It's, so that, that, that's my only commentary. That was just, great. That was very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, thank the you. Dharma practice lances the boil of ignorance, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Michael. Hi, John. Um, just finishing up here. I don't know, Rob. I think what Julia was uh, referring to was what's held in mind determines yeah. our thinking. So yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. That's mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. Right mindfulness. A for path. Yeah. Um, but from this, what I, what I like, uh, pure protection. You know, when I see that pure protection, well. What is, how are we, how does protection occur through the Dhamma? Through emptiness. When we're emptiness, we are emptying ourselves of ignorance. Yep. And we are not attaching again. And everything is as life occurs. So the protection comes not from any external outside influence whatsoever. It comes from within us, as, as Julie was uh, yeah. mentioning. And uh, again, Right in the moment, uh, holding the Eightfold Path in mind as life occurs, not projecting whether past or future, knowing that this is the only moment that exists is the present moment. So that's what I got. I'm I'm smiling, Michael, because you you have such a such a 
uh, skillful take on the Dhamma, and you're right, it, 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 it's only practice within. You, know, you can read the suttas and read the poems and listen to a crazy bald-headed guy, but unless you apply it yourself, there's no Dhamma. You know, there just isn't. And when you do apply it, it's pure protection. You know? What is here? Hello, Brett. Hey, John. Uh, good to be here. Good to see everybody. Um, I guess, uh, uh, in the past, uh, you know, what's enough? And if, uh, is it enough? And if you're not living life on life's terms, and, and uh, you, if you're not in the moment, nothing's enough because you just can't see it. And uh, so that was kind of what everybody was saying. And, <clears throat> echo what Matt said. Uh, you know, when you when you you know after you read the poem, and uh, it, that just you know what's going to be enough. And if you are taking life and when it comes and comes in, then it, it is enough because it has to be. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Brett. And again, you heard Brett okay online. Okay. Um, yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. So. Yeah, so, yes, Matt, please. Um, just hearing everybody talk tonight was, was really good. Um, and we practice the Dhamma in the moment. In the moment. Not the next moment. <laughs> Not the moment that already happened. The moment now, right now. And if we are, what is to be is what is here now, then I'm not, I'm not worried about scenarios that aren't, haven't happened yet. I'm not worrying about the next thing that hasn't happened yet that I'm already past what's happening now. And already into what hasn't happened yet, and I'm a I have aversion to it. So it's it's very it's just so subtle and so profound to just stay here now with what's occurring now and and not go ahead past what's happening now into uh, you know the disappointment the dissatisfaction the, the, the problem of what I can see over there that hasn't happened yet right now I'm protected by the Dhamma because I'm practicing the Dhamma now with the feelings that are arising now with regard to what's occurring and it protects your next moment. Exactly. It really does because the foundation of this practice, you don't have to worry about that next moment. You, your building of the karma is right now. Yeah. So therefore, the next moment is protected. The past moment is gone. skillful. Yeah. It's gone. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to... You can't do anything about it. You can't it. do anything about it. But if You can't you, even learn from it. If you're practicing right here, right now, that's what the karma is. Yep. That's it. And there, there is, there is nothing else but right now. So can I get a round of applause for these? For these? <laughs> Actually, for all of us. That we're, oh, 
Someone's joining us? Who is it? Uh, uh, there we go. Let's see who that is. Um, I can't see who it is, but uh, that, 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 that statement, what is to be is what is here, is the essence of being mindful of the present moment because it's telling us whatever the future will bring, what is to be is occurring right now. A few weeks ago, when I was uh, we were, I was teaching you the uh, the Sutta, uh, I talked about, and I, I got actually got an email on it that the Dhamma puts us at the edge of eternity, and it actually brings us within the experience of eternity. When else would that be except right here and right now? What is to be is what is here, including. Every single moment of the future is occurring right here, right now. What that's, a great little That's time. a really strong teaching on becoming as well. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. you know, what the is, whole Dhamma is here. I'm sorry. It's right here. No, no, that's it. I mean, what is to be is here. Is, is so what is here? It's becoming further ignorant is here. Yep. And David mentioned karma. Well, the Buddhist true teaching on karma is just that. It's just that. If you want to know what your karma is, look at what's going on in your life. As Krishnamurti said, look at the life you're living. That's your karma. Karma, karma does not happen in the future any more than anything else happens in the future. <laughs> what is to be is what is here. It's a good place to end. Uh, all right, well, but we'll finish with meta as we always do. Uh... Does anybody know? Does anybody know where my iPad is? I can't find it. <laughs> hey, John. Before we do meta, can you yes. um, talk about retreat again? Oh, yeah. Same time frame, or yeah, I, I should have. Well, I think that the plans aren't complete yet. I'm going to finalize them in the next day or so, and I'll, you know, Matt and I are going to talk a little bit more tomorrow. I hope yeah. uh, as soon as we can. I want to talk with the teachers again, uh, but I think. I think what's going to happen is uh, we're going to have a hybrid retreat, um, probably Friday through Sunday, uh, meaning that you can join online, but uh, w- w- if you can join us here, uh, you can. And Brian, we can talk about that. If you if you want to come and join us finally, it'd be great to see you. There's a lot of great Airbnbs around here, but also I can ask the Sangha members um, if, if they have a spare bed for you too. So... Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. I, I need to get out of the house and out of my yeah. house. So. Yeah, we all do. So, um, and again, if you want, there's there's really nice places right in town and right outside of town that you could stay in and kind of simulate a, a residential retreat. Um, but I, that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to probably, you know, we'll have our lunches together and maybe we'll have a little uh, get together on Saturday night, go out to dinner, etc. Maybe have something catered here. Uh, but that's what we're going to do. Um, I'll get the details out. Uh, and Jane, you are the first one to sign up. I'm going to put your name there on There you go, officially. Yes. Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. And I'll get that email out just as soon as I possibly can, definitely by the end of the week. But you can plan on, on having a retreat this year, uh, likely starting on Friday and ending on Sunday. So, uh, All right, more, more to come on that, but that, those dates are good. Uh, and it, it's going to be on the, uh, we're going to break down the Satipatthana Sutta on this retreat. It's going to be remarkable. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and all of our teachers are going to teach, and I keep looking for my iPad. <laughs> uh, okay, let me just bring it up. These are the Buddha's words on Metta from the Kara Niya Metta Sutta. So again, just take a moment to become mindful of your in-breath and your out-breath. The Buddha's words. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Wishing and gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Thank you all for a wonderful class. Peace. Thank you, John. Thanks. Bye. See you, Brian. See you, Jane. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.